Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. My name is Jared. I am your host, and I'm alongside Alyssa Antonelli. Alyssa, of course, has been my co-host for quite a while now, but she is also the co-owner of Mickey Travels. We'll talk more about Mickey Travels later on, but she is a total expert in Disney vacation planning. So, Alyssa, thank you for joining me for another fun episode. I hope you're excited to talk all things dining. This is going to be a fun episode. And, uh, before we jump into the topic of our episode and get fully into dining more so, I did want to mention that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. As I said before, I'll talk more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode. But Alyssa, how are you doing? As you saw today, uh, the Halloween decor started popping up in the Magic Kingdom. So we are officially entering that time of year at Walt Disney World. Um, that was a surprise. That seems a little early to me. Um, I'm not complaining necessarily. Um, you know, obviously you and I are both holiday people over Halloween <laughs> people. Um, it's, it's kind of fun to see it. Um, I'm not going to lie and say, I think it's a touch early. Um, yeah. I know the first party is coming up in 12 days. If I've got my math correct. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, um, I, I do think that it's a touch early. Um, you know, I, I'm not complaining. It was, it's really fun to see it. Um, it's just kind of, um, I feel like maybe it just keeps getting earlier and earlier. Um, but at the same time, I was kind of joking earlier and saying, I think Epcot had all of the attention last week. So Magic Kingdom was probably feeling a little bit like we got to do something because they had the festival yeah. last week. So maybe it was a little bit of, uh, you know, competition between two of the parks. Um, but it's all fun. Um, it certainly is really exciting to see. Um, I think fall is a really popular time of year for people. Um, so that's kind of fun at the same time. The only thing I would say is, um, yeah, we still have a lot of summer to enjoy. It isn't even August 1st yet, which will be tomorrow. So, um, you know, let's not forget that we still have some summer to, to enjoy. Um, but we get to have some pumpkins to look at while we're enjoying summer. Exactly. It's a, it's, it's interesting yeah. because I definitely believe it's a little bit early, um, considering that by the way, to our listeners and viewers right now, um, this episode is, is going to be dropping on Friday, August 4th. However, uh, we're recording this on the 31st, so that's why we're talking about the pumpkins. So oh. the pumpkins just showed up today in the Magic Kingdom, and um, that means three months before Halloween night actually happens, we're seeing pumpkins in the Disney park. So Disney does not mess around with Halloween. We talk a lot about uh, Christmas and how amazing Christmas is, and I love, love, love Christmas. However, that is more like a 55-day time period, and this is like a 90-day time period. Mm -hmm. So when you think of it that way, it's almost double the amount of time that uh, Halloween gets celebrated. So, um, I mean, look, we got some team members on the Mickey Blog team that love Halloween, and they're very excited about it. So uh, if you love Halloween, this yeah. is the right time of year for you. Um, we had but, we definitely had some Mickey Blog um team members that were more than excited to see, you know, not only what, you know, Jared, you were the one giving full credit, found all of the decor inside and outside Magic Kingdom, but you also found, I believe, a backpack 
um, a Halloween yeah. tote. Um, you know, before you know it, there's going to be pumpkin spice lattes over in Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's going to happen pretty quickly. Um, let's not forget, it's still pretty warm outside. It sure so is. I don't know if we're quite ready for the pumpkin lattes, but yeah, you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be here soon. It's going to be here soon. I always, I always find that the struggle for me, like, it's not that I dislike Halloween, but it's hard mm -hmm. to fully get into the Halloween spirit when it's a hundred degrees out. So, you know, give me, give me a second to, to enjoy pool season. I have a lot of friends who like to refer to this as water park season because they love Typhoon Lagoon and they love the pools. Yeah. And that's so as Alyssa said, there's still lots of summer left. Don't forget about summer. But, it uh, makes a, I think the transition from summer to Halloween is a little bit harder to grasp than the Halloween to holiday season, which shifts mm -hmm. over early November, um, it makes a little more sense to people. You know, they always say, what is it? You know, at the strike of midnight on October yeah. 31st, you know, everything turns into pumpkins or turns into Christmas or whatever, however they, whatever the thing is. But the point is, is that it makes a little more sense. The weather's a little cooler. People are sort of mm -hmm. ready for the holidays. I, like I said before, I am not knocking what Disney did today. Not at all. If Disney's watching, that's fine. Like it was fun to see the pumpkins. <laughs> But as I kind of stepped back from it, I was like, it's July 31st. I mean, if you think <laughs> about it, Jared, okay, and our listeners, just to put it in perspective, we only had July 4th three and a half weeks ago. I know. I know. It's funny. I'm just it, trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to put in a little, like July 4th, fireworks, Independence Day. That was, yeah. that was this month that we're in. So yeah. you know, I'm just saying, it's all good though. It's all good. It, it's just it's just like we were talking about with food and wine. It's like they want food they, they keep extending how long food and wine is. They're extending how long Halloween is at Disney World. They want something to celebrate, and I don't blame them at all for that. And frankly, uh it does allow those guests who might not be here in October, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to experience not so scary if they're here in August or things like that. So you know, either way, exciting time of year. But let's jump into our primary topic of the episode, yes. which we're going to be talking all things dining. Um, a huge reason we wanted to cover this is, of course, having Alyssa as my co-host um, and co-owning a Disney travel agency. You know, it's she's got uh, a, a very focused background on helping clients get the right reservation and choosing the right restaurant for you. So we're going to spend the first half of the episode on all of our sort of tips and tricks and advice when it comes to picking the restaurants you want for your family. Uh, Alyssa will get into some more specifics when it comes to reservations, those time windows, things like that, because she mm -hmm. has a lot of background on that. And then on the second half of the episode, we'll actually talk about some personal favorites of ours because, you know, we don't want to spend the whole weekend boring you with 60 days out for this and 90 days out there. We're going to have to get into some controversial stuff and, and, you know, talk about our favorite restaurants. So we've that's going to be exciting. I have to say though, Jared, we've been, we've, we've kind of touched on some, some, delicate topics and we've done okay together yeah it's true there I hasn't mean, we've been not any... had issues i mean i don't think so i mean look i as if we hit christmas season and we weren't on the same page about christmas then maybe i would have started getting worrying i would have started getting worried about oh man we're not going to be on the same page about this but 
I we're we're agreeing about most things these days, yeah. to be honest. So I think so, so. I think we're good. Thankfully. Yeah, now we're still uh, we're still good friends. It's all good. <laughs> so far. So far so and good. And even and I hope that if our listeners don't agree with us, they still enjoy hearing what our opinions are, why those opinions exist. Um I always say agree to disagree um respectfully. So it's all good. Um, you know, and if any listeners ever want to voice their opinions, they could throw it in the, the comments and let us know what they think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love seeing um, our comments and our reviews on the podcast of people who, you know, give their thoughts, always feel free to do absolutely. so. Um, uh, trust me, Alyssa and I are not the end all be all. We're just trying to give you the best Disney tips, tricks, advice that we can give you, um, being that we are professionals in what we do, but that doesn't mean our opinion is correct. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about even with dining today, because the truth is, and, and I'm going to turn this over to you, Alyssa, I think when it comes to planning dining with your Disney vacation, a lot of it is obviously what works for you and your family and, and preference and things like that. Now, obviously, Disney is, uh, you know, got a lot of news and and people were very excited about the Disney dining plan returning in January and how exciting that is. Um, so first of all, let's talk about that real briefly, because I know there's going to be two different dining plans. But as someone, obviously, who's an expert when it comes to planning Disney vacations, um, what kind of insight can you give our listeners on the two different dining plans and why it might be useful to them uh, when planning a Disney vacation? So first and foremost, I have to agree with you. The, the dining plans returning was something that probably since the reopening of the parks was the biggest question that any of our Mickey Travels agents got. When are dining plans returning? More than I think anything else. Even with when all the resorts weren't opened, um, all the attractions weren't open. It was more of a when are the dining plans returning versus when is this resort opening? When is this attraction opening? Truly, um, it was the biggest thing. So it was extremely well received um, by guests and our Mickey Travels clients that the dining plans are returning simply because it is sheer convenience to purchase a dining plan. Um, it does save you money, by the way. I don't know if there's a, a disconnect with that where it's just like, well, am I really saving money? We always say as, as agents, you have to eat while you're on vacation. You're going to eat. What you're going to eat is up to you, but you're going to eat. So it's nice to be able to save a little bit of money. Um, what I always say is it's really nice to pay for your food before you even get in the car, get in the airplane. You know, you've paid for it. Um there's something a little um, comforting knowing that when your child wants a Mickey Mouse ice cream bar and you can use a snack credit versus taking out $5 or charging your credit card. Um, there's just something that's kind of like, it's a snack credit. Oh, okay, great. Yay. And you deduct the snack <laughs> credits. Um, as far as having the two dining plans, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know there used to be three. Um, at one point there was there were four dining plans. Uh, there was some, there was a dining plan in between basic and deluxe, which unfortunately had a very, very short shelf life because COVID hit. Um, quite honestly, I don't even really remember it so well. I know what it was, but I don't remember having a lot of my clients using it because it was such a short 
time frame that we had it. And then, of course, um, you know, the world shut down. Um, but what is nice about having the two different dining plans is there are people who like strictly quick service because it's grab and go. There's no commitment. There's no, I don't know what I'm going to eat in, you know, 60 days from now. Um, and then there's other people on the other side that want to have that table service. Uh, they want to have the character meal. Um, they want to sit down they want to know that they have a reservation booked. Um, so having the two options is really, really nice where you can either have two quick service meals and a snack, or you can have the one sit down table service, one quick service and one snack and either option. I think in my opinion, uh, choose one, don't choose neither. And I know there's going to mm -hmm. be people that say, Oh, I don't do the dining plan. Try it once. And I promise you, you'll find the value and the convenience in it. Um, so we're thrilled as agents, as our you know clients are you know our, for our clients. Certainly for ourselves that go to Disney, we're excited that Disney is bringing it back, and a huge reason to get excited for 2024. Absolutely. So it, for those of you who don't know, those will officially be launched and returning out into the uh, world of Disney vacation planning as of the first two weeks of January. I believe the exact date is January 9th to be specific. Um, but regardless, if you've ever wanted to learn more about the Disney dining plan, hopefully that helped you a little bit, Alyssa's explanation. Now, in terms of planning a Disney trip, Alyssa, how far out can someone actually book a dining reservation? And when it comes to actually booking a dining reservation, what are your usual like best tips, tricks, pieces of advice you give clients? Because obviously there are major restaurants that go quickly um, every single day when it comes to booking a reservation. Um, but there's also, you know, tips and tricks that agents uh, will give clients over at Mickey Travels for quick service restaurants and, you know, snacks and desserts and, you know, places at resorts. So, you know, what are your, I guess, two-parted question here, what are your best tips and tricks that you usually give clients? And then uh, number two, like how early on can people book those dining reservations when they're planning out, let's say their first Walt Disney World vacation? So I have one huge tip and that is contact a Mickey Travels agent to book your, to book your vacation so they can book your dining for you. And then you don't have to worry about a thing. Dining reservations, book 60 days in advance, but even more important to know, they open up at 6 a.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. That's early, right? You're getting yes. ready for work, getting ready, getting up to start the kids, you know, the day with getting the kids off to school. Some people are sleeping, you know, uh, 6 a.m. on the, on the West coast is 3 a.m. Let's not, let's not forget that. That doesn't yep. change. If you're in California and you're going to Walt Disney World, the reservations open up at 3 a.m. They're not going to sit there and say, well, you know, we'll save some for you guys now. Um, mm. So tip number one, biggest tip is contact a Mickey Travels agent. Their services are 100% free. So they're the ones that are going to get up in the early, early morning and do it for you. That's number one. That is the biggest takeaway from hopefully this entire um you know, podcast today. Um, because like I said, why would any, now if here's the best part, if, if you're a client who is like, I like to do my own dining, have at it. 
No mm. agent is ever going to tell you you can't do it. They have to do it for, or, you know, that they have to do it for you. Absolutely not. But I will tell you, um, I've been a Disney travel planner um, going on 16 years. And while we had a little bit of a break with no dining plans, I've been part of dining plans for many, many years. Um, I could probably name on one hand, maybe going into two hands, how many clients want to get up early and do it themselves. And that's fine. <laughs> like have, have at it. Yeah. It's all good. Um, regardless of that, we would certainly guide them through the process. But um, what's really nice is we ask them what they're looking for. We, we give them suggestions. We tell them their options, um, certainly for table service meals. You mentioned something really, really smart, Jared, and that is uh, not all table reservations are equal. There yeah. are some that are absolutely coveted and they're not easy to get. Um, Character dining, especially. Absolutely. I mean, Cinderella's Royal Table, um, Space 220, uh, yeah. Ohana, uh, Chef Mickey's. Um, I could go on. Um, there's some that are just so difficult. Um, well, we can't promise on that 60 day that we're going to get it. We will promise we'll do our best. But the best part about a Mickey Travels agent, they will continue to look for openings. Uh, we even mm -hmm. have sources that give us alerts that are going to tell us if something has canceled and we can go and grab it. Um, so that's something again goes, I'm circling it right back to the agents because the agents are the ones that are going to, I call it a wish list. So in my clients, if I can't get one or two of their top choices, which I always hope to, I put it on a wish list. That's what I call it. And I keep checking every day. Um, and I got to yeah. promise them I'm going to find it. Um, I don't ever promise something I can't, 100% deliver. Um, but I can promise them I'm going to check every day. And I will tell you that for Mickey Travels agents, our batting average is pretty good in getting almost every, almost to all to everything that a client wants. Yeah, no, I think I mean, I think that's excellent advice. I mean, obviously, we talk often on on this podcast about, you know, utilizing Mickey Travel specifically, obviously, they are our partners. So we're going to hype them up. But this is no this is no uh, joke, guys, I, I really can't emphasize what Alyssa was talking about enough. Because truthfully, I, I've worked with many, many of these uh, Mickey Travels agents, and they really are up at 3, 4, 5 a.m getting the perfect reservations for their clients. And that stuff makes a world of a difference. I mean, there are certain restaurants, uh, which we'll talk more about in the second half of the episode, that at least for my family and growing up and going to Walt Disney World, they were legit must-dos, like part of our Disney vacations. And not, not the parks, not the rides, I mean, the restaurants. There are certain restaurants at Walt Disney World that truly are must-dos. It, it, it can make or, I'm not gonna say make or break your vacation, but in a way, if you have to settle for maybe a restaurant that you didn't really want comparatively to this one that's incredible, you know, for example, sitting a window seat at Narcuzzi's and getting fireworks view while you eat at Seven Seas Lagoon, like these, that's a make or break difference for your vacation, especially when you're celebrating a special occasion. I mean, well, and the you other know. thing, um, Jared, I was going to also say not to forget that in addition to having a Mickey Travels agent up at the crack of dawn and doing this for you, um, our services are free. Yeah. So you're not paying anymore to have your agent wake up, you know, crack of dawn 
and do this for you. It's not like you're saying, well, you know, I'd love for them to do that, but I really don't want to pay a planning fee. Um, we don't have any planning fees. Um, you know, we're an agency that doesn't believe in them. As a matter of fact, yeah. we have always questioned, you know, if you do pay a planning fee, uh, why? Why are you doing that? Because we're a diamond yeah. agency that is the top, top, best of the best. And we are not charging any fees, but we're still doing all of the planning, all of the details that an agent or that a client wants rather. So um, I just wanted to stress that as well, because I don't want there to ever be a bit, there's a lot of agencies out there that charge planning fees. And I just don't want there to be a misconception that, well, I really would like to work with a Mickey Travels agent, but I don't want to pay more. You're not paying yeah. anymore. So I wanted to make sure that was clarified. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's extremely important because when you're sitting there and, and you get to sleep in and go about your morning and you can trust that your agent is getting those reservations early mm -hmm. on in the morning too, um, you're not paying anything extra for that. I, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So um, pretty definitely, amazing. definitely something you want to utilize. But regardless, yes. um, you know, before we turn it over to the second half of our episode and get more into specifics on our personal favorites, um, you know, is there anything else that you can uh, sort of give advice to when it comes to dining at Walt Disney World? Because one of the things that I often think about is um, just game planning your day around the parks. Now, obviously, there are certain um, there's great, great sit down restaurants inside of the parks, right? There, there really are um, at all four parks. Now, there's some great sit down restaurants. However, um, you know, utilizing and being smart about your park time is something that I know lots of guests are worried about. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to planning that stuff out, especially like a character stuff, uh, a character experience or things like that, like how do you best, I guess, give advice and how do you best, um, you know, uh, work with a client on making sure they have the perfect Disney trip, perfect Disney day, where sure, you're getting that great dining experience, but not at the expense of your actual park time. Because obviously, you don't want you don't want to feel like, okay, like, yeah, that was great. But now I, I missed all this park time, like trying to navigate that can be tricky sometimes. It, it can. And I think time management is something that is critical when it comes to a Disney vacation. You know, I've said this before. Um, I don't think I would define a Walt Disney World vacation as relaxing. <laughs> I mean, there's parts of it that are sitting by the pool, enjoying the resort. It absolutely can be relaxing. Tower of Terror. Nice right, Tower of Terror, you know, rope dropping. <laughs> yeah. Super relaxing. Uh, it's Beautiful stuff. It's the most relaxing thing you ever do. Um, with that being said, it's so super fun. But Managing time can really be critical in maximizing, as you said, the fun. Um, mm -hmm. I do agree that I think through the years, dining has become a part of the vacation. Um, I've, I'll be honest with you. You know, I started going to Walt Disney World back in the 70s. Yes, I'm dating myself. And I have to tell you, food was not a factor. Um, yeah. it, it just wasn't. I mean, you would have, you know, you were excited to get an ice cream. A Mickey Mouse ice cream bar. You were happy to get a hot dog, um, French fries. I mean, the food was not any part of the core experience. Totally different today. Now they have, you know, uh, Michelin star chefs and they have, you know, um, signature dining, uh, open kitchens with beautiful, beautiful um, pastry chefs and, you know, mm -hmm. culinary teams. It's a different thing. So you definitely want to 
find the balance between enjoying the dining at Walt Disney World um, or Disneyland um, and being able to find the park time. What we what we suggest is, and this is really speaking to the clients, hearing what they want. If you have a client that is like that feels they don't want to commit to a table service, they want to go 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 at the parks all day. The quick service dining is perfect for them. They can grab and go. I know everybody knows there's mobile order now, different than there used to be. I mean, you know, Jared, before mobile order, yet you stood in line. You know, yeah. you would go to Pinocchio or, you know, Casey's Corner or, you know, anywhere at the, you know, um, Cosmic Grays and you would wait in line. Now you can mobile order. Makes it a lot simpler. Um, so that's what they're going to do. But if somebody really wants, like you mentioned, the character dining, uh, signature dining, just wants a table service meal. What we suggest is, tell me what you want. Let's work your park day around that. Because mm -hmm. let's be honest, if somebody wants to eat at one of the countries in Epcot, it might make sense to figure out their day based around that. Um, the other thing to always keep in mind that our agents are very, very good about is if somebody has a base ticket or a park hopper ticket. Because there is a misconception sometimes that you can enter a park just to eat. And unfortunately, the answer is no, you can't. So if somebody is, wants to eat at Teppanito in Japan for dinner and they have a base ticket, they need to go, they can't go to Magic Kingdom that morning and then yeah. decide that they can still have dinner there. So, and I've seen so many times people trying to get into another park saying, I'm just eating there. I have a dining reservation and they are not let in. Um, yep. That's where our agents come in. They're not going to let that happen. They're going to make sure that every, you know, every uh, detail, every understanding of how this, how this whole thing works is also relayed to the client. Um, so like I said, I would say that depending on how important the dining reservations are to you, I would work the days, the park days around that. If the dining reservations are not that important, then the focus is going to be where do you want to spend your days at the parks? Yeah, I totally agree with all of that advice. I think another thing to to remember is it's all based on like, you know, again, this is all preference based on how you what works best with you and your family or you and your, you know, your party uh, when you're traveling to the parks. So I, I mean, for example, to me, there's no better like, you know, uh, yin and yang than my wife's family compared to my own family because my own family I grew up we were 6 a.m to midnight extended magic hours <laughs> our feet were like bleeding by the end of the trip like just like uh, end of the day crying to a mom it was it was it was crazy but we went on every single ride we got to see everything do everything Rolling where, out of the park <laughs> yeah exactly I was I was in phantasmic just asleep. Uh, but, but with, with Molly's family, my wife, we, oh, it was so funny. The first few times I ever went with her, it was like just lollygagging around the boardwalk. Okay. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get to Epcot for a few and then we'll come back. Maybe we'll go back <laughs> again later, grab a baguette, wander around, go on Nemo. And that's it. Like it's, it's every family's different in that, in that aspect when it comes to Disney. And that's, what's beautiful about Walt Disney world is it truly is a vacation kingdom and you can come and go at your own pace, whether you want to go all in 
or whether you want to take it slow and come back again in six months. That's it's totally up to you. So either way, uh, I hope some of that helped you a little bit when it came Absolutely. to planning your Disney vacation, because ultimately, if you are that go, go, go type of family, then yeah, like Alyssa said, maybe the quick service type of option and getting one of those dining plans is more for you because you want to get your food and get on with it. Let's get to the next ride. Where if, if you're more, I want to experience some of the fine dining, which in my opinion, you should, because I'm about to talk about some pretty amazing restaurants here. Um, then, you know, you, you might want to utilize the, the other, uh, you know, dining plan. But well, let's remember let's... something also, Jared, just real quick before I know we're going to hop into the second segment. But I just I'd be remiss if I didn't say there is no right or wrong in what you just it's said. True. You know, there's you know, sometimes people think, oh, that's how you do Disney. People are passionate about how they do Disney. Right. I mean, I think that's a given. People are very passionate about how, the, for example, if you do a survey on Mexico or Canada, oh, people are like, you cannot go to Canada first. You can't go to Mexico. People have an <laughs> opinion about everything they do in Disney. Yeah. Um, and they're very passionate about it. And they can be almost, you know, like, you know, um, and it's funny when I say that, but there is no right or wrong. And that's, again, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm plugging away at Mickey Travels, but I have to. Our agents are listening to what our clients want. They're not telling them that's wrong. You should do this. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. They're listening to what they want and catering and designing their package and reservation around what they want. And the best part is Disney has the perfect, you know, uh, whether it's a base ticket, a hopper ticket, whatever resort choice. Now dining plans are back. We can design the perfect vacation package for what each family wants, every single one is the right way to do it. Because as long as you're doing it the way you want to do it, it's the right way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, look, there you could, let's say you just posted up at the exit to Epcot and you interviewed different people as they walked out and you asked different people, like, how was your day? You could get the same answer five times. Everyone saying, oh my God, it was an amazing day. I loved it. I loved every second. And five, all five of those different families and, and people could have had completely opposite days. I'm sure you know? they did. So, yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, there's something for everybody and you want to utilize whatever is working best for you. Absolutely. You know, I, I grew up hating the slow rides and loving the fast rides. And now that's completely opposite, to be honest. So, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I just have some early onset back problems, but we're going to move on uh, regardless. Uh, thank great. you so much for uh, all those tips and tricks, Alyssa. I do hope people uh, got, got some help from that. Um, before we jump into the second half of the episode, I did want to mention, I know we've spoken about Mickey travels quite a bit in this episode, but Regardless, this episode of the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. Now, as Alyssa was talking about earlier, it's extremely important to to utilize uh, Mickey Travels and getting yourself an agent because um, not only can they help plan your whole Disney vacation, book everything for you, take the payments, do all of that, 
Beyond that, they can, of course, uh, set up those dining reservations. And again, as Alyssa said, it's completely at no additional cost to you to utilize a Mickey Travels agent, which is just, it's it almost, it almost surprises. I'm sure you get a lot of people who are shocked by that, Alyssa, because of how much work those agents actually do. You know, it's almost like, what do you mean they're saying it's, it's free to me? Like, that's, that's something that people... I see at least on a weekly basis working here at Mickey blog and, and with the Mickey travels team as well, seeing people almost be like shocked that it's, that's no additional charge. I, I've gotten through the years. What's the catch? Uh, nothing's free. Come on. Like really? Yeah. Like what, where, where, where are the, you know, you're going to sneak something in somewhere. Um, and I think <laughs> it's actually even more so becoming, um, what's the word I want to say? Um, uh, even more shocking, let's say, or, or even just pleasantly surprising because more agencies are moving to a model of planning fees, which certainly they can do. We are not here to be negative about any other travel agency ever. Um, we just want to say that we are an agency that doesn't charge planning fees. Um, we see no need. We love what we do. We're passionate about planning Disney vacations. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest with you, you know, um, we do get paid by Disney. So there's really no need to tack on additional fees um, when we love what we do and we're extremely good at it. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it any better. And we do hope that uh, some of our listeners and viewers from this episode consider uh, checking them out. So yes. regardless, let's talk about some of our favorite dining options at Walt Disney World. Uh, I've been going to Disney World my entire life and also now as a local and as a Disney Parks reporter. Um, I'm in the parks three to five days a week. So I've been very fortunate. What I'm getting at is I've been very fortunate to stay at every single Walt Disney World resort and try nearly all the restaurants on property. So I do have a unique, uh, you know, ability to go over my favorite dining options. Again, this is all just my personal opinion. Um, <laughs> Alyssa, as she's mentioned, not only has she been planning vacations for 16 years, but has been going to Disney since the 70s. So it's one of those things where she certainly has a completely uh, her own set of experience, but also her own, uh, you know, perspective, because she has a background where, as you said earlier, Alyssa, Disney wasn't always so uh, dining oriented. They've been, that's more uh, in their history, at least more of a recent development, which I am a huge fan of because I love a lot of their dining options. So jumping yes. right into it, uh, let's talk quick service first because we'll get into signature dining and, uh, you know, high-end restaurants um, that I think are like you should must do uh, mm -hmm. during your Disney vacation. Um, quick service restaurants, are, are there any specifically for you around the parks or at the resorts? Because I do want to point this out real quick, guys. Um, there are incredible restaurants at the Walt Disney World resorts. Um, in, in fact, my personal opinion here, I would argue the majority of the best of the best come from the Disney resorts. There are some great restaurants in the parks. Don't get me wrong. Epcot, for example, is like a food haven. Mm -hmm. But I personally believe that the best of the best, for the most part, come from the resorts. So be sure to check out the different resorts when you're at Walt Disney World. So let's jump into quick service first, though. Resorts, parks, anywhere. What are your three like highest regarded Disney quick service options, Alyssa? So I thought about this. 
And it was hard, right? Because <laughs> hard to narrow down three. I have more than three of favorites, of course. We yeah. could be doing this podcast for three hours and still talking about our favorites, <laughs> right? It's so true. you asked me to narrow it down and I tried. Um, so I'm going to give you a little cross section. Uh, one okay. is at a park, one is in a resort, and one is in Disney Springs. Ooh, love it. Okay. okay so a little, you know, um, I had to say park-wise, I think because this is very unique, um, the food is interesting and also very tasty, and that would be Satuli Canteen. Kind of had to go there. Perfect. Yeah. Um, anybody who is familiar or not familiar, well, if you're familiar, you know where it is, but it's in Pandora. Um, and uh, I just find it to be so well-themed after the land itself. Great attention to detail. Uh, the food is yummy also like it's it's good food um so i had to go there with jared do you like satuli oh it's it's one of my three so yeah oh there you go okay jared's like yeah no he's changing he's like okay yeah i gotta i gotta switch up my list no uh i okay satuli out so that was my that was my first um second one i'm going with is at the resorts um just because i'm obsessed with this resort and it's sort of while the food is good, I'm not going to say it's over the top. I just love eating anything at the Polynesian. So I had to say okay. Captain Cook's. Uh, the food is very, very good. But I just love, you know, if it's not too warm, sitting outside. Tiki torches. Mm-hmm. The, the the volcano pool is right there. The Hawaiian music. You can't go wrong. You just can't go yeah. wrong. Um, so that's another favorite. And then lastly, now this one might surprise you. I think some listeners know I don't eat meat. So you're probably be like, really? But I'm going to explain. The third one is over at Disney Springs. Um, and that would be Polite Pig. I know, right? Like, so what? How is a vegetarian saying Polite Pig? <laughs> I do not eat the ribs or I, what other meat do they have there? They probably have a lot of meat, right? A lot of pork. I don't eat that. But they have some of the best Brussels sprouts. Yes, Some they of the do. Best macaroni and cheese, the best tater tots. Um, I'm not gonna lie and say polite pig is not a favorite. As a matter of fact, just a little fun fact that some people probably know and some don't. Um, polite pig used to be one the only place on property that sold Gideon's cookies. It's true. And it was at the register. You could get, wow, I want to say two per guest, maybe one per guest. They sold out within an hour of lunch. But I did want to give a shout out to that because that is where Gideon's sort of originated on Disney property. Um, So those are my three favorite quick services, although there's more. Yeah, no, I, so here's the, here's the trouble with this, you know, choosing. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Jared's like, okay, I'm getting into it. No, it's my own fault for narrowing it down to three because I'm already mad at myself for it. But, you know, there's so many options, you know, between the resorts, between the parks. And, and it's it's so difficult to to pick just just three. But but, you know, um, so like Alyssa said, we could go on for three, four hours with mm-hmm. with many more options. Um, so having said that, at least our listeners and viewers right now, you will know you will not go hungry uh, on your Walt Disney World vacation. Uh, and you got plenty of options. Um, but regardless, uh, really great choices. I have to uh, talk about um, Polite Pig real quick for a second, because 
Alyssa is correct in the sense where the sides are fantastic. And they actually have a deal there where you can get three sides. I believe it's $15 for three sides. And um, that can be like your meal. And genuinely, uh, my wife does that almost every single time because mm -hmm. she's not a huge barbecue person herself. So often I'll get like a half chicken meal or some sort of big barbecue meal. And she'll just be over there with her street corn and her mac and cheese and that seriously the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had in my life. I don't even like Brussels sprouts, but I like those Brussels sprouts. So Alyssa is absolutely onto that. I'm very glad you shouted that location out because I think it's one of the best, um, you know, locations in Disney Springs and across Walt Disney World. The for the food you're getting for the price is top top notch. I mean, I've I've brought in family, family friends, regular friends, just everybody. Um, you and know, they have a bar. And they have a bar. So there you go. The same. Uh, and it's it's actually a, a pretty cool bourbon whiskey rye bar too. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check it out. But yeah. um, really, really enjoy your variety too, because it's important to have, you know, a little bit of everything. So my list is pretty similar in the sense where I also have uh, some variety going on. I have two parks locations and one resort location. My first parks location, very similar to Alyssa, is Satuli Canteen. I believe it has the best quick service food at Walt Disney World. I've, I've said that really since it opened. Um, the fact that you can make your own salad, your own noodle bowl, your own rice bowl, however you want to do it. There's vegetarian options. There's the cheeseburger pods that people really, really love. The dessert options are really cool. The atmosphere in there is very cool. They have unique margaritas and everything. Like it's it's just a top tier quick service location in my opinion. And um, I, I've just never had a bad meal there. It's it's like a go-to for, for my family and friends whenever we go to Animal Kingdom. Um, my second option is actually fairly new and might surprise you, Alyssa. Uh, I really love Primo Piatto over at Disney's Riviera Resort. I'm um, not gonna disagree with you. That is an excellent, <laughs> excellent quick service. I really, really love that spot. And it's not it's similar to what Alyssa was talking about when it came to the Polynesian. Like, it's almost partly because of the atmosphere, like being able to, to eat outside there, uh, right on those tables near the water, you can watch the skyliner go by, uh, you got Caribbean Beach right there. Uh, at nighttime, you can see the Epcot fireworks from those tables. Um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, the breakfast is really, really good there for quick service. It's very good. Um, they also have the, uh, they have those, the French sandwiches, the croquet madame and the croquet monsieur, like they're delicious. Um, so, and they, the flatbreads are super good too. So, um, recently ate there again, a few weeks ago, had an amazing meal again. So really, really fantastic quick service option. By the way, uh, if you're staying at one of the other Skyliner resorts, feel free to go over there and grab lunch or, or dinner or breakfast or something like you can jump on the Skyliner. That's the that's the beauty of staying at a Skyliner resort is getting to utilize those other resorts while you're there. Um, and then my third and final option is Lay Halls over at Epcot, um, which is at the back of the France Pavilion, <laughs> um, hidden back there behind the shop, uh, still always has a long line because people love it just like myself. Um, you have to know it's, it's back there though. You, you have really to know do. it's back there because you won't see it otherwise. 
it's a good point. It really is. But mm -hmm. let me tell you, amazing sandwiches that you can get on the go. Uh, some of my favorite Epcot memories involve my wife and I literally getting like a couple ham and cheese baguettes and just walking around World Showcase. Like, you know, we used to do that back when Illuminations was playing, which we really loved Illuminations. Uh, and we used to do that. We did a run after work in 2019 just to get a ham and cheese baguette and like watch Illuminations and go home. Jared, did you uh, guys so, have berets on skipping through I, you know, I, sh I Believe it or not, I didn't have my beret on back then. I clearly should have because I'm talking about the France Pavilion. I see, but, I see the visual. <laughs> just, I just me. have a visual of the, you know, the ham and cheese baguette, you know, the beret <laughs> skipping whole arm in arm. Hey, I don't know. That's what I see. I, I, I am unfortunately also seeing the visual now. Um, <laughs> it's quite the visual, but <laughs> I, I just, I really love it there. And also a little shout out, by the way, you can get an entire baguette there. You can literally get an entire baguette for $4.95, which you might say, oh, well, I can get it for $2.50 at the grocery store. Okay, but a $2 upcharge at Disney World is, is pretty small comparatively to some other things that get upcharged. So getting an entire baguette, the pesto chicken sandwich is amazing. The breakfast sandwiches are amazing. Um, and they also have some great little like drinks back there, wine drinks, champagne, um, you know, so beautiful pavilion, beautiful spot. So good uh, ones. I, I like your, I like your list very, very much. Thank you. I, I was very excited about it and I am interested to see what our, uh, our sit down and our, uh, you know, how those compare. So when it comes to table service dining, if you had to pick three all over Walt Disney World property, could be resorts, the parks. I mean, even if you just really love sitting down at Typhoon Lagoon, whatever you like, mm -hmm. Alyssa, what are your three must-dos? So this, and I'm telling you, this was not on purpose. I have one at a resort, one in a park, and one in Disney Springs, again. And it's <laughs> that was not on purpose. Um, okay, so this was difficult because... I have a lot of favorite sit-downs. Yeah. Literally, it would be hard to choose 10. But you asked me to choose three, and that was really, really difficult. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with the resort. Um, I love Narcoosies. Um, It has been reimagined. It is very coastal. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was just in Narcoosies on Friday evening with a fellow Mickey Travels agent and her family. Um, it was as good as ever. Um, the food is light. It is delicious. Um, the atmosphere, they have completely outdone themselves with the coastal theming. Um, there is no bad table. As you mentioned, they pipe in, they lower the lights, they pipe in the fireworks music. So you can either watch it at your table or go outside to the deck area. Um, it's, it's a wonderful option. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, so I wanted to shout out to Narcoosies. Um, the restaurant in a theme park, um, again, tough one, but has to be La Cellier. Um, okay. But I'm going to say something, and this is a no offense to Polite Pig because Polite Pig has amazing Brussels sprouts. Nobody has Brussels sprouts like La Cellier. <laughs> They are served in a cast iron skillet. They are so delicious because they have a maple, because of course it's Canada, 
a maple glaze over them and they're done. They're just a little bit well done. I mean, I'm, I'm wanting them right now. I might actually end this <laughs> podcast and go over to Epcot. Go make um, a reservation. I will. Oh, yeah. and also I have to say, um, Greg, who hopefully people know on this podcast, um, literally can't get enough of the, the bacon cheddar beer soup. Yeah. Literally. It's like he could bring a bathing suit and swim around in it. Um, I can't <laughs> eat it unfortunately cause it has bacon in it. So, and they can't take it out cause it's already, but that has been a recipe that they have literally had there since opening. Um, yeah. I do want to also say real quick before I go to my third one, the one thing I also am really excited about with so many of these table services in the um, different um, countries is they do have the international representatives back. So you are yeah. actually being served by people from the country, which I love because they tell you stories. Um, there was something about when Disney reopened and you're sitting at a table service in a country where the cultural representatives weren't there. It felt very different. Now that they're back, it is so special again. So anyway, Le Cellier, I don't eat meat, but I heard the filet is over the top delicious. Jared, you would know that because you ate that at the Food and Wine Festival. Can confirm. Yep. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, maple creme brulee. I, I could just go on. I am dying right now because <laughs> I'm salivating. Okay. So that's my second. Don't want to take up too much time. And my third is absolutely one of my favorites over at Disney Springs. And that would be the boathouse. I absolutely wow. love the boathouse. Um, I love the atmosphere. The food is phenomenal. There is such a great vibe about the people that are there. There's indoor and outdoor seating. Um, you can even get little ducks <laughs> in your drinks. <laughs> and um, I, was I got one right here. There's Jared's duck. Um, you know, it is such a great, great place to go. Um, and I will say my favorite dessert on Disney property lives there. It is seasonal, but it is the strawberry shortcake, which is unlike any strawberry shortcake you've ever had in your life. Just FYI. Um, just an amazing restaurant. So those three I could eat every single night. Boom, 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 boom. All week, all month long. Those are my three. You know, you know, great choices. And frankly, you talking about some of them have made me just like reconsidering my options. Uh, you know, this is why, again, I see crossing out. I'm like, I'm like over here with my pen. I'm like, oh, oh we needed an honorable mention for this. Uh, but no, I, I have so many favorites that I, I really wish I could put in my top three, but I was very particular and very specific with why I chose these three. Um, and maybe it's me also trying to think about, you know, people coming on, whether it's their first Walt Disney World vacation or celebrating a special trip. If I were to tell you, if I were to recommend you three restaurants, these are the three that I would personally suggest. Um, so one of them is on Alyssa's list, and that's La Cellier. Just like our quick service, we both had one of the same exact options, which, by the way, we didn't even compare a list before this episode. It says a lot so, about those options. So, yeah, I think, again, like we said earlier, these are just our opinions. So we're, we're not the end-all, be-all. 
But the fact that both of us with both of our sort of backgrounds and expertise in, in Disney and Disney World specifically, I would I would argue, you know, quick service at Satuli and sit down at La Cellier, you're not going to go wrong, I can assure you. Um, I, I know Alyssa already spoke about La Cellier, so I won't dive too deep into it. But I did just want to mention it uh, real quickly um, because this is like a very fond location for me. Um, steak has been my favorite food since I was like three. Like my mom has photos of me. Like she literally put like cake and ice cream and things in front of me. And I was like two in those high chairs, like picking up the steak instead. Like that's how I am. So I was always such a big steak fan. So when we first went there, when I was a kid, it became a staple for us. It was once a year, every single time we went back to Walt Disney world, we would like end our trip at La Cellier and the filet there is it's like to die for. It really is so good. Um, the, the cheese and bacon soup that Alyssa was talking about is a staple. The pretzel bread, we used to order like the pretzel bread separately. Like we'd get a regular basket of bread <laughs> and then we'd order a separate basket. But I've celebrated anniversaries there. I've celebrated my parents' 20th anniversary there. I celebrated all sorts of special occasions. So yes, I might have nostalgia for it, but at the same time, I can highly, highly recommend it. And there's not a single person that's dined there that I've ever met that's been like, oh, I had a horrible experience. It's just does... It never happens. I promise you ending your Epcot day with one of the best steaks you'll ever have. Uh, you will not be disappointed. They really have incredible, incredible food. So that's one. Now, if I were to suggest a place uh, where you can really, really eat and get as much food as you want <laughs> and um, also experience some atmosphere at a resort that, in my opinion, is is nearly unrivaled. Uh, then I would suggest Boma, which is an African buffet over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I know people think, why is a buffet on your list, Jared? Well, first of all, I like food, okay? But second of all, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge is super special because you can go there and literally see the animals, giraffes, zebras, all these animals you can never see really anywhere else. It's incredible. But the food is so, so good there. I, I never really got into African cuisine, but they have a they have a meat carving station. They have a huge soup se section, which is really, really cool. Soups from all over the continent of Africa. Um, amazing desserts. Zebra domes are very famous in the Walt Disney World community. People love zebra domes. Um, so that's a famous dessert. Very, very popular restaurant. Um, I've heard the breakfast is very, very good. I just always like to go for dinner. And then my last spot is California Grill. Um, and the reason I know it's like cliche and I know it's like an easy one to pick, but if I were to suggest, this is probably the one that I would suggest if you're going to celebrate like a special occasion at Walt Disney World, if you want to just like it. If you're really trying to impress uh, your your date, let's just say that <laughs> this is a good one too. Um, but book this uh, perhaps an hour before fireworks. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Now, having said that, again, this is why you're going to want to utilize a Mickey Travels agent because that reservation is not an easy one to get, and especially near fireworks time, as Alyssa knows. But what's so special about the California Grill, if you're not aware of it, it's located on the 15th floor of the Contemporary, which is, of course, the oldest of the Walt Disney World resorts. It opened on opening day alongside uh, the Polynesian, long, 
back in 71. Um, and on top of that, uh, no pun intended, on top of that, you also <laughs> get some really amazing views. So obviously it being on the top floor, being on the 15th floor, there's panoramic views with windows and everything. It's gorgeous, gorgeous views. And on and you get views of the Magic Kingdom and the fireworks specifically, which is what makes it all so special. I mean, walking out, they what your server will do, they'll give you a warning. Hey, five, 10 minutes until the fireworks. If you want to go outside, you can bring your cocktail with you if you'd like. It doesn't matter. You go out there, open the side doors, stand out there. They'll play the music to the fireworks show right there. You'll watch the fireworks from that. It, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous view. And I know, Alyssa, you've eaten there many times and always had a lot of good experiences there yourself. Well, that's true. And it's a, it's a great, great choice. Um, the one thing I do want to share with our listeners, as many of them probably know, but in case you don't know, a little pro tip is if you are eating dinner earlier and you could only get, let's say the fireworks go off at nine o'clock and you have a 5.30 reservation. And it's gonna be a little hard for you to sit there the whole time. Mm -hmm. They'll never kick you out, but that's a long dinner. You can actually leave, which of course you would after a couple of hours. And as long as you have your receipt, you can come back up to yep. the 15th floor and actually, now just so you know, not everybody can come up and that is exclusive to California Grill guests each night. But if yeah. you eat earlier, you can bring your receipt back, go back up to the 15th floor and watch the fireworks just like everybody else that is eating there at that time. So I don't, you know, I, I assume a lot of people know that, but sometimes people don't know that and they think, oh, now I really wanted to have a reservation at, you know, 815, I couldn't get it. I guess we're not gonna be able to see the fireworks on that walkway. And the answer is yes, you can just keep your receipt and come back. Yeah. I, I. I think that's excellent advice. Another little pro tip, uh, this time from Jared, I would say uh, you can also go, if you don't have a reservation, granted, this is first come, first serve, you are able to go eat at the bar up at the California Grill. I've done that before. It's a fantastic date night. Um, I've gone up there and just ordered a cocktail and got a flatbread and a salad to split and spent $50 instead of the several hundred you normally would and still gotten those firework views. So if that's another option, granted, I still think you should get the reservation, especially if you're celebrating a special occasion, but just something to think about if you are looking to experience that and you wanna go grab a drink at Some least. Some of the best they'll, sushi they'll you... also. Great sushi at California Grill. Absolutely. Honestly, just all the, that whole menu is is amazing. And I also want to quickly shout out, because Alyssa mentioned it, Narcoosie's does provide some excellent views of the Magic Kingdom, and you get some views on the water. You can spot fireworks from there. Um, lots of times I've had dinner, I'm sure you've done this yourself, Alyssa, at Narcoosie's, and afterwards just walk down the dock right there mm -hmm. and seen the fireworks right from there. Another gorgeous, gorgeous spot. So, yeah, you know... I think when it comes to table service, uh, we could probably do another three hour talk uh, because I have certain ones that are close, close, close uh, that just didn't make it. So mm -hmm. uh, to end the podcast, um, is there any character dining experience, Alyssa, that you can personally recommend? And are there any restaurants that you're thinking of after we've talked about all these quick service and uh, sit downs that you want to give a quick shout out to before we end the so episode. So I, I, I have to obviously mention Chef Mickey's. 
just because it's classic character dining. You're getting yeah. the Fab Five. I mean, classic. If you want to talk classic Disney, Chef Mickey's is the place to do it. Um, you know, the, the food is good, right? I mean, so that's great. But again, if you're talking about sheer character experience, Chef Mickey's is your classic character dining. Um, yeah. As far as really, honestly, the only other thing I was was real quick thinking about, I know we're going to end the, 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 the podcast, but this is a little off. But the only reason I say it is because I was just there yesterday because I was in Epcot with a fellow Asian friend. We spent the day in Epcot and Hollywood Studios, which was a lot of fun. It was hot, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but I have to say, and this is kind of a big statement, um, but I one thing moving down from New Jersey to Florida is I miss pizza. I do. I just miss pizza. I know what you're going to say. I don't I know think what you're you know say. what I'm going to say. I don't think uh -oh. you are. Because I think uh -oh. you're expecting me to say, like, a sit down in Epcot. No. Uh -oh. No. Oh, man. All right. Um, I don't know what you're going to say. And I miss pizza. And I really just not had good pizza. No offense, Florida, but whatever. Um, I love the pizza at Connections Eatery. I said it. <laughs> I know. I know you weren't expecting it. It came out of left field. But I will tell you, they have, they give you two slices of pizza. And I'm going to be honest with you, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Like so much. I was thinking about it again today. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish they could do like a pie they could take out. And they don't. But I will say the pizza at Connections Eatery, just going to say, love it so much. Hey, so shout out that to that, to Connections Eatery Pizza. Hey, that's a great little shout out. And and honestly, I, again, uh, no, there's no judgment on this podcast because we all have different opinions. But I would be remiss if you didn't mention Via Napoli. If we're going to talk pizza, I have to shout out Via Napoli just because that was like one of my honorable mentions. It was that's another one I've celebrated birthdays there with friends. I've celebrated uh, a, a second or third anniversary with Molly there. So we've had great, great memories there and some of the best pizza you'll ever have. In fact, lots of people wonder why the pizza tastes so good. Little pro Disney trick tip for you. Uh, fun fact, rather. Um, they actually import the water uh, from Pennsylvania um, at Via Napoli. So the water, uh, which helps make the dough, which is a, lot, a huge reason why New York has really great pizza, it makes a huge difference in why Via Napoli has just some delicious pizza. So another shout out there. there and also go. I adore, in terms of character dining, I adore uh, Crystal Palace. Um, I think it's the, the best restaurant in the Magic Kingdom, in my opinion. Uh, the food's always really, really good, and I love the breakfast there. And it's the only Winnie the Pooh character dining experience like that. So sure. that's a that's a great option as good well. One. So, but again, if if we don't get out of here, Alyssa and I are going to spend four hours talking about restaurants. So you know what I think, Jared? Before, <laughs> before we end this podcast, I think we should make it a point. Maybe down the road, we could dive into this again. Um. And sort of rather than take the first half and talk about dining plans and whatnot, we could just take a whole hour and talk about our favorite table service, quick service. We didn't even get into snacks. I know. And why don't why don't we why don't we make that a point to have a another discussion just on some favorites? Yeah, I agree because I'm not gonna lie. I, and 
and do tell us, uh, you know, in the comments on this episode, or feel free to message us on on social media because I love when we get uh, messages about the podcast, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook. You know, um, I really do love getting those messages. So feel free to DM us, but you know, let us know how you prefer the format of these podcasts because they all they are subject to change as we go along. You know, this podcast is still, I like to say, in its infancy stage. It's, you know, it the we really, we haven't done it for longer than, you know, the past six, seven months. And Alyssa's been doing it with me for about a month, month and a half now. So, you know, we still got plenty of time to grow this thing and build it out. So if you prefer, our listeners and viewers, if you prefer more hearing our personal favorites and things like that, which I personally enjoy doing more than the more, you know, a black and white factual stuff. Uh, of course we could do more of that in the future too. And, and I agree with Alyssa. I would love to do an entire episode on that because I could do a 10 minute segment on the Nutella and fruit waffle <laughs> from, from, <laughs> from sleepy hollow. Literally, like we can talk thing. about sleepy hollow just for the first time. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do 30 minutes on sleepy hollow waffles. <laughs> Uh, you know what's nice though, no, Jared, is it's, it's nice. We have we enjoy it. We love the interaction. We love talking about our favorites. But if it just gives one or more than one listener an idea that they didn't think of before, then we've done a great job. No, I mean, I, I completely agree. And we're very fortunate where the Mickey Travels agents have been huge supporters of this podcast. So I just wanted to shout all of them out for... For all of you guys Amazing for listening, sharing, agents. supporting this. In fact, uh, Alyssa and I, we were at opening day of Food and Wine last week, and we got to meet uh, Malia, which was very cool, uh, one of our Mickey Travels agent. And she had her daughter with us, who's apparently a big fan of the podcast, uh, which was very cool. So uh, if you're watching, so nice to meet you at Epcot. Um, and it's just, it's so great to meet people. I've now met uh, several people in the parks who've come up to me and said they've watched and listened to the podcast. I just wanted to take these last few minutes to uh, share our uh, appreciation for that. Because like Alyssa said, at the end of the day, this is fun, uh, you know, for Alyssa and I to talk about this stuff. But at the end of the day, what's most important is we're trying to help people. We're trying to help people plan that perfect Disney vacation, especially with Mickey Travels. But Mickey Blog is here as a Disney news source. We're here to give you the Disney news, keep you up to date with all things Disney. And Mickey Blog is here to, to spread positive energy too. Because I, I tell you, there's no greater feeling to me than seeing comments on Mickey Blog's content on a daily basis saying, this brightened my day, or this made me smile. You know, that's what it's all about. That's why I do what I do. I know that's why Alyssa does what she does. Um, it, you know, it's great to it's great to get paid, but at the same time, it feels so rewarding. And I know you could probably say the same thing. So absolutely. So truly, thank you so much for everybody who tuned into this episode and every other episode. We're nearing our first ten thousand downloads super excited to hit that number. So if you haven't yet done so, please do subscribe, share, comment, and uh, press that like button if you're new to the Mickey Blog podcast. If you're new to Mickey Blog in general, of course, head over to mickeyblog.com for all the latest in everything Disney from the parks to the streaming service to the cruise line 
to the movies and so much more. We cover it all 24-7 Disney news. Head over to MickeyBlog.com. And if you'd like to follow Mickey Blog all over social media, we are on all platforms. Simply search Mickey Blog or head over to YouTube to watch our episodes. Every single episode of the Mickey Blog podcast is brought to you on audio platforms, but it's also available to view if you ever want to see Alyssa roll her eyes at my <laughs> bad ideas. Uh, so feel free to head over to YouTube to do so. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. There is new episodes of the Mickey Blog podcast every single Friday. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.